All right, thank you so much for tuning in to Forward Thinking Founders. This is the podcast where we highlight undiscovered talent. We're scanning Y Combinator, Pioneer, Product Hunt, Twitter, Indie Hackers, all these different networks to find really interesting founders and interesting projects and startups. And we feature them on the podcast before you've probably heard of any of them. And what's great about this is you get to follow along on their journey as they become more and more successful and say, I knew them when. So thank you so much for tuning in to Forward Thinking Founders. And let's get into our next founder you haven't heard of, but you will. All right. How's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders, where we're talking to founders about their companies, their visions for the future, and how the two collide. Today, I'm very excited to be talking to Yakov, who is the, the the creator, one of the founders of Veracity Protocol, one of a very, very, very cool product. So th- thanks for coming on. You know, how, how's it going? Uh, thanks for having me. Yeah, it's going great. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. Uh, you know, it was a good, uh, productive day. It's a podcast. And I'm talking to you. So, you know, I, could, I couldn't be better. Um, and I... I am really excited to share, you know, share to all the listeners what you're working on. For people that don't know what Veracity uh, Protocol is, can you give us an idea on, of what you're doing? Uh, definitely. So what we are doing is that we are building the standards of trust for physical objects uh, with a goal to prevent counterfeiting, fraud, and manipulation. Uh, what we developed is a technology based on computer vision and machine learning that basically enables any camera or smartphone to create a digital fingerprint of any physical object based on an item's material structure. So this, uh, this removes the need for barcodes, RFIDs, and other embedded security elements. And also allows anyone to verify an item's identity, authenticity, to detect anomalies, to check for tampering, and all this by simply taking a picture. So that's what we do. So can you talk a little bit about how it works? So you, you're you able to, with a picture, to um, create a pr- pr- identity proof or you know, a standard of trust as, as you see on your website. I guess, I don't know any other way to ask this question other than like, how does it work? If I take a picture of my guitar <laughs> How can you just describe it a little more in detail, like how it works? Let's say I have my guitar, it's really expensive. You know, how would I use this on that and how it kind of does it interact and how, I guess how does that work? Definitely. So you probably everyone heard about uh, systems or applications which are working with the basic object recognition, right? Uh, uh, taking attributes from a picture and recognizing the object, categorizing it. The, what we work is uh, is at the level of really uh, uh, level of hundred microns and less at the level really of material structure. The basic idea is that really every physical object has its own unique material structure or a way how it was manufactured, which leaves a certain certain unique fingerprint on it as well. So this is same as a human fingerprint. Every object has this. Uh, unique fingerprint of of its own. And what we do is really that we enable then any camera, we basically turn any camera into a smart device which can uh, capture this characteristic and create what we call a temper-proof physical code, which is basically either the representation of one 
uh, individual item where you know each individual item is protected or is a representation of the whole batch of items or skew of items where we require a small sample of items like few dozens or ten to basically protect the whole product line the, the whole skew so you can then verify authenticity of all the items uh, across you know hundreds of thousands or millions even retrospectively so uh, to give you to give you idea how uh, what's the level of detail we work with so even with iphone 6 we can distinguish individual white sheets of paper from one another because already their material structure the fibers of the paper are different at each uh, specific location and that's basically the level level of detail we can we can work with iphone so then we can work with many items across many materials to be able to to fingerprint them to verify their identity to to link them to uh, to blockchain uh, to uh, digital databases to really secure uh, their digital twins and to enable all of these uh, all of these use cases which i can give you examples of as well yeah i would love to i mean this is awesome really it's seemingly really advanced technology would love to hear some of the use cases and ways you know once i do use this let's say for my guitar or like an alexa speaker what i'm able to do with it and what some of the use cases are uh sure so we are right now we are focusing on two verticals where where we have the best traction one is critical electronics and semiconductors so for example uh when you take a, a server motherboard which goes to critical infrastructure like in dod or you know apple servers there has been a case of malicious chip uh, being installed in this motherboard, uh, kind of a middle-in-demand attack. Uh, there was a very big Bloomberg, uh, Bloomberg article about it. Recently also article on Wired that cost less than $200 to do such an attack. And basically what we do here is, is that as the server motherboards uh, are manufactured, each of them would be fingerprinted. Each of them picture would be taken. Uh, this would then bind the physical piece of the motherboard itself with its digital twin in the database and also provide a source uh, to verify uh, later on down the supply chain or the receiving end to verify not only this is really the motherboard number, you know, 100,257, uh, but also it hasn't been tampered in any way. There hasn't been resoldering of integrated circuitry you know, it hasn't been removed and there's like chip hiding underneath. We could recognize changes more than, than uh, 1.5 uh, millimeter square. So it would be like one of the, one of the use cases uh, in this sector. We recently partnered up uh, with Intel and uh, we are progressing further. But also we are allowing to do this not only with uh, optimized wave in, in industrial setup using off-the-shelf uh, industrial cameras but also using the smartphone where, for example, imagine a device like a hardware wallet, uh, which most of the people use these days. Uh, so this is a good example of a product which is being uh, counterfeited in China. Uh, these days, counterfeits are very hard to recognize. They are super fakes. And what we do here is, for example, with the hardware wallets, which could be made of plastic, 
uh, and the, the, the mold leaves certain imperfections, which you, know, you cannot really replicate. So based on, on few dozens of samples, we create a model and allow anyone to, uh, with their phone to have an app, to take a picture of it, and instantly know if it's if it's authentic device or not, and even take a picture of site, for example, and see if has it hasn't been opened and put back together as it's melted by ultrasound. And it's another thing we can how we can uh, uh, detect tampering. So this would be this would be basically one of the one of the examples. But of course, we are working with identity documents, security papers like birth certificates, and in uh, luxury sector and secondary marketplaces. So it's all about items of high value or high security risk, uh, where our strongest uh, strongest side is really the ability to work with smartphone in wild conditions and really allow you to take take something which everyone has in their pockets and be able anywhere snap a picture of item and know uh, what's its identity, is it authentic, uh, has it been tempered with. How did you get the idea to? Uh, how did you get the idea for this? And what made you decide to want to work on Veracity Protocol? It's, it's such a, you know, you, you I think unique solution to you know a, a pretty giant challenge. What made you want to work on it? Uh, sure. So for me personally, I always loved uh, technology. I'm uh, I'm, a, I'm a geek, and uh, since I was small, I was into everything. I I, I was entrepreneur since I was 15 years old. I used to be building products, digital products like uh, websites, uh, more complicated services, mobile apps. And uh, so I was leading designers, developers. And five years ago, uh, I met with uh, the other co-founder, Roman, who was building a marketplace for artworks, basically like a NASDAQ for art, where you would be trading artworks without physically touching them based on uh, uh, data sets for automated market valuation, etc., etc. So, so that's where we met with Roman, and we started building the marketplace, and we came across the issue of uh, counterfeited artworks, right, or the issue of the use case where the artwork travels and could be replaced, and how do you solve it? And we were looking, uh, we were looking at all these solutions available, like you know, FID chips. Uh, text, diamond dust, uh, there's DNA markers, uh, uh, a lot of even crazy things. And most of them, uh, or basically all of them suck. They uh, can be removed, they can be tempered with, they require special hardware or you need to be an expert to recognize. And you cannot even, like all these are embedded or invasive, you cannot even use them. So we were thinking there has to be a better way how to work with the with the with the artworks, uh, considering you know their they are unique, their material structure is unique. You can't really replicate a surface of something down to a level of of microns, right? So that's where we uh, basically created the first data set. I was painting a I was paint, painting a canvas uh, wide and red evenly, and you know making a first data set out of it and wor working around. Uh, uh, universities to, to basically validate the hypothesis. And that's how we met uh, Camille, our CTO, and our, I like to say, our, our Steve Wozniak, with all due respect, as, he's smart as hell. And that's where uh, we started building uh, the, the algorithm, which is almost, almost four years ago.
Yeah. Wow. That, that, that's, that's awesome. And it's a great insight. Um, and you know, good on you for kind of like, I mean, one executing on it, but two doing it in a very unique way. Um, I'm kind of curious what the future, what the future looks like for you. You know, if you have to think about the vision, uh, for veracity, you know, 10 years from now, I feel like you could go in a million different directions with this. Um, I'm, how, how do you think about the future and the vision that you're building with, uh, with, with, uh, with this company? Got it. <clears throat> so there's, there's two things to it. Uh, like more our personal drive as founders, we, of course, as everyone in this business, we want to work on things that make a lasting positive impact, right? You, we don't want to do things of a incremental nature, but exponential. And uh, here we can actually be providing a security solution uh, which can actually save human lives. Uh, for example, combating fake pharmaceuticals or fake parts in airplanes or manipulated electronics and critical infrastructure. So actually the ability to do uh, such a good is something that really pushes us forward and is part of the vision to really uh, create this new standard of trust to, to bridge uh, digital and physical that businesses would use in a, uh, uh, this in a, in a same way as uh, we use barcode today. And this could bring really as much innovation as to, to supply chains and to logistics and to us as barcode did decades ago. So this is the vision is about creating this uh, trust layer to allow a new economy of things with use cases we can't even predict yet. Uh, so imagine like the uh, Google for physical objects. Damn, Google for physical objects. What what a what a vision and just what a statement. Uh, that, uh, to to make it happen, it will you know take you'll you'll need some help from users, maybe investors, you know, maybe employees, but you also have the forward thinking founders community that is here and is ready to help. So my final question for you is what is something that the forward thinking founders community can do to help you out? Is there an act that you have uh, with something that you might be struggling with or in need of that someone listening might be able to help out? How can we help? Uh, thanks for asking. So I would say definitely, you know, if you go to our website and check uh, the, uh, the areas we focus on, uh, definitely, if you if you are a company in this area and thinking about the neat use case, we would love to hear about it. Otherwise, we right now doing fundraising. So of course, uh, uh, anything regarding the fundraising would be a help uh, as well. And uh, considering the the people and team, I think we are pretty much staffed up. Even though we are looking for a lot of people uh, to expand on the business development in US, uh, so I would love to hear uh, from uh, people which would be interested as well. And final question for you, if someone was interested, if they wanted to reach out maybe on the investment front or the hiring front, uh, how could they get in touch with you? Do you have a website? Do you have an email they can email? Do you have social media? What's the best way to get in touch? Uh, so I'm, I'm pretty active on a Twitter, so happy to connect there. Otherwise, on my email, uh, Jakub at veracityprotocol.org, uh, which is also a website. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I'm looking forward to seeing how this progresses and grows uh, as time goes on. 
And, uh, you know, I, I wish you the best of luck, you know, keep on keeping on and making that vision happen. So thanks for coming on. Thanks, Matt. It has been a blast. Okay. Thank you, everyone, for tuning into that episode. I hope you really enjoyed it. And luckily, there's another one coming up real soon. But before then, I have a couple things to tell you. First, if you're listening to this and you think you're working on something cool or you think you're smart, hit me up on Twitter. I am at Matt underscore Sherman, and that is Matt with one T. So hit me up, shoot me a DM, and I'm happy to check out what you're working on and maybe we can get you on the pod. But at the very least, I'm happy to give you feedback on your product or project or startup. Lastly, if you can please rate this podcast in the iTunes store. That would be awesome. I'm trying to get up in the rankings so more people can discover these awesome founders. And the only way to do that, or one of the ways to do that, is growing with rankings. So if you liked what you're listening to, please just go onto the iTunes store, give it five stars or four, you know, or three. I'm not going to tell you what to give, but just tell whatever I deserve, you should rate that. With that, I'm signing off. See you next time. Bye.